Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, and a passion project of mine is to try to help FHA, VA, and house hackers really understand that they can still buy and work in this market. Now, I have a particular focus on Fresno, California. I have an office there. I have resources there. I have a network there. So my ability to help people in Fresno is far superior than anywhere else. My long-term vision for this is we start helping people across the country because I hope this idea takes off and we help more and more people. Uh, the reason we are recording this today is we have Josh, who has raised his hands first, and we need to celebrate it. Josh has said, hey, I'm interested. I'm in Fresno. Uh, can you help me? Uh, so we've already plugged him in with Patrick from The Hub. We are now going to plug him in with Matt, the mortgage guy, to figure out kind of the, the guardrails of all of this. We're all going to get educated together. But let me be clear. I'm looking for 10 more Josh slash Jills, if you will in Fresno, because I want multiple stories. I want multiple people asking questions. I want to help multiple. I want all of these stories to go far and wide, because I think we can inspire, we can educate, and we can help with real life stories. So Josh, thank you for saying yes. Thank you for uh, taking this crazy idea going, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to give this guy a shot. So uh, Josh, tell the, tell the audience about who you are, where you're at, what's, what's going on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Josh Coster. I grew up in the Central Valley. Visalia is an hour south of Fresno. So born and raised um, after college, I moved up to Fresno, um, just starting out in life, learning, um, getting finances in order, but also um, figuring out and, and learning along the way. And I, I learned about real estate uh, prior in college, and I knew that it was always in my long-term plan. And I'm at that point where it's it's time to um put my money where my mouth is and also get the work done. There you go. Well, we will ask more questions about that in a minute, but we do have one other person on this call, Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Matt. I'm telling you, I'm excited about this in particular. Um, I've got a bunch of investor buddies and, and recently one of my buddies who's, who's an investor, you know, like you has got apartments and single families and two to fours got, got the whole mix. Somebody asked him recently, like if he could go back, what would he do different? The thing he said was my first property would be a four unit FHA, three and a half percent down because so many people wait so long because they think they need six figures or they think that they've got to be farther along before they can do something. And literally like almost everybody you talk to says, I wish my first purchase would have been this. So it's going to be a fun conversation. I think for sure there's gonna be a lot of people that listen to it and go, well, that sounds like a sexy idea. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like your friend, I've been, I'm on public record saying my biggest regret is I didn't house hack a fourplex. Uh, you know, I didn't even start my real estate journey until I was 30. If I would have house hacked a fourplex at 20, I, 
you know, I could have retired a decade earlier at least. So very, very cool. So Josh, we stole a little bit of your thunder. Uh, you are looking to house hack. When was the first time you heard about house hack? I, I've always been in the bigger pockets form, but it was actually when you did your um, deep dives. That's when oh, I really it. saw both sides of the coin, whether it was roommates or whether it's a uh, multifamily. I'm like, Oh, this makes so much sense. And, <laughs> and, the, and the light bulb just clicked at that point. I was like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. So we did a deep dive on house hacking, two different flavors. We had Spencer Cornelia from YouTube fame and Todd Baldwin talk about roommates. And then we had Matt uh, and Dion come on the very next week and talk about basically fourplexes. And just so you know, folks, we give all this away. It's on the channel in the playlist called Deep Dive. So go back and watch them. It's, you know, two, three hours of material. But it sounds like it's working. It sounds like Josh watched it and said, hey, give me some of that. So, Josh, it sounds like you have a preference, roommates versus fourplex. Uh, is, that, uh, is that true? Or are you going you're gonna to double up and have a fourplex and roommates? What's going on? Anything that works, right? You, you always say do the work and, and make sure the numbers work, right? So however we can swing it whatever that looks like i'm open to it i'm a young young guy and i have the ability to be flexible Think, are right you single now. or uh, uh i'm dating married someone with, but not married with kids not married with kids no okay all right i'm just asking yeah. you you got a level set there so again <laughs> single looking at it going forward that's that's awesome so um so we're gonna we're gonna look at a house hack we are is it gonna be fha is that kind of the first time home buyer i purchase if, josh yeah, that is the lowest down payment. Down? Yeah. yeah. So I think okay. that would be helpful. Um, Again, if the numbers work, they work any way possible. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm going to switch it over to Matt now, and, and maybe we'll go deeper on other areas. Uh, but Matt, um, I want to ask you about this self-sustainability. Right. Uh, this is a term that I see thrown around a bunch that honestly I don't understand. So I'm going to ask you, self-sustainability, uh, what is it? How does it work? How does it play? Where is it good? Where is it bad? What is it? So the, the FHA self-sustainability test rule is, is something that, that FHA has in place. And the funny part about it is a lot of people in a lot of states don't know about it because it never comes up. In California, I get it because properties are more expensive. And so... It's, it's great. It's one of those things where if, if you're an investor and a hard money lender tells you no, it's, it's great. It's a red flag. Like, not a good deal. Don't buy that, right? Um, the FHA self-sustainability rule is similar in that like if you moved out of this because it's got to be owner-occupied, you got to live in one of these units. If you buy a three to four unit with the FHA loan, which you can do with three and a half percent down, um, you have to live in one of the units. Um, that's, that's the caveat with FHA, but it's a great way to you know, buy something you're going to live in and, and get rental income. You have to take the market rents of all the units. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to live in one, but if it's a three unit, you still take all three. If it's a four unit, you still take all four okay. market rents and the market rents. When you get the appraisal, when you buy the house, it's just a, a form, a 1007 that that appraiser completes that says comparables two ones in this neighborhood, they rent for 1300. You take that and you multiply it by 75%. They take that as the occupancy factor. Hopefully you got a lot better occupancy factor than 75%, but they're, they're going to be conservative. And that number has to be greater than your total mortgage payment, principal, interest, taxes, insurance. 
Okay. So and so seven, just wanted to say that again, 75% of market rents has to be higher than PITI. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and I know for me and for, for a lot of people, like you, you gotta, you gotta have numbers to really n- nail it home. If, yeah. if you've got 1300 per unit and you've got a fourplex, so it's 5,200 in total rents, right. use my calculator just so I don't have to think too hard. 3,900 is that number after you multiply it by 75%, okay. your payment can't be higher than 3,900. And like I said, it's a great thing to, to measure against to say, you know what, probably not a good deal. Um, okay. if, if, if you can't meet that, regardless of, of what you think personally, FHA is not going to write the loan. So, so you've got to be under 3,900 a month, which, you know, when you, when you talk specifics and everyone's scenario is going to be different and you're going to, sure. you know, this interest rate, you buy it down here. If, if you're close, then it's like, where can we get homeowners insurance that's $14 less per month? What can we do to buy down the rate to make that work? But whatever the case, like that's the rule. Okay. So this is again, probably something that doesn't play in Mountain View, California, but I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch what, what happens in, in Fresno, California. Um, do you have a spreadsheet? I think you said you might, you might've created one since you wanted to share. Yeah, I've got an Excel that I can share. And then, um, you know, you can see as we plug in numbers, what that means. You guys see this screen? Should I, should I zoom it? No, I think we're good. Okay. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I plugged in 600,000, 550,000. This is easy enough to where I can change these numbers and it's going to, uh, auto-populate a payment with. So, so let's play with this a little bit. So um, Josh has just started looking. So I, I'm going to answer some of these questions. And I want, is the sustainability rule on here somewhere that we could check it? Um, I didn't necessarily put a calculator on here. I wrote the language over here on the right where it says, you know, All market right. rents times 75%. Um, okay. So we can build it on the side there if we want. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll build it out over here. So I, I want to test this out. So let's take that 600 K fourplex. Again, this is a fictitious fourplex at the moment. Mm-hmm. So what I see you there is three and a half percent down. So Josh, in this case, would need to bring 21 grand deposit plus closing costs and whatever. Let's call it 26,000 bucks. Yep. Okay. Look, if I scroll all the way down, you're probably pretty close. 28. Oh, look at, oh, 20. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's assuming, yeah, some, some things that are probably high estimates. So yeah. you're probably okay. spot on. So in this case, so PITI is right there at 4462. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. And this, oh, you know what, you know what we could do is we could go right below that and take four, 4462. And w- would that be divided by 75 to get the bigger number? Yeah, I think you're right. 4462 divided by 0.75 is going to give us, you know, 5950 for, so, you know. So basically, what I hear you so 4462 equals 5900. So the fourplex would have to be gross rents of eight grand. No, all, six grand. Six grand. No, it would have to gross eight. 75% of eight is six. Do I not understand that correctly? Or did I already do the math? You are. Well, yeah, you did it twice. So, so that 59 number is what we need the gross to be. So we need the gross oh, the to be, gro- okay. yeah, 1,500 a unit. So we get 6,000 in total rents. Yeah. You, you try to double, double hit us, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So, so, if, so if at 600 grand, you've got a unit that rents 1,500 bucks a door, right. it's, 
So basically that, so that's the, basically that we just uncovered the 1% rule just in this fictitious example. Yeah. Right. So, right. So, so if gross rents were six, anything less than 600 or six grand, sorry, six grand, this gets a no, no from FHA. Right. And, and, and going through dozens of these scenarios, I can tell you, you start to mess with numbers, right? And then you say, well, what if I bought it for 585? And then the payment goes down to 4350. Well, what if I put uh, 10% down and now I'm 90% LTV? Now I'm down to 4098. You know, you start to play different scenarios. I've already got a rate in here that, you know, for for transparency purposes, this is a rate that costs two and a half or 2.75 points, which Mm -hmm. I also knowing that we're in a market where we can negotiate, have a 3% seller credit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. so a, b- a bunch of assumptions, but you know, you start to mess with it. And um, I don't know your specific scenario, Josh, on, on what the total capital available is, but if there's the ability to put down more, um, even though there, there is the ability to do three and a half percent down, um, five or 10 um, can start change, changing the numbers and yeah, you know, I'll let I'll let you guys deal with specifics off camera. This is about blocking and tackling. I think those are all great questions, but I don't want to get into Josh's business uh, on a public line, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, Josh, I know I've been dominating the conversation because I'm trying to get comfortable with these numbers. What we've gone over so far, self sustainability does, does does this kind of make sense to you? What's going on? Yeah, it makes total sense for me. I think other YouTube channels also cover the, the 75 percent rule, so. It's been part of my calculations too. Awesome. Okay, very cool. All right. Uh, And then this is all FHA, Matt. This is not just low down three and a half, five percent, ten percent. This rule applies. Basically, FHA will not buy it unless this passes a seventy-five percent rule. Is that correct? Right. Just on the three and four unit, though, you could buy a a single-family or a duplex, and and that's not gonna um, not gonna be an issue. So this is FHA. What what is conventional? Like, are there five percent down conventional first time homebuyer programs that don't have this sustainability rule? Not on multifamily. If you do like a three or four unit um, and you occupy it, you you got to put twenty percent down. So it's going to be okay. Um, yeah, that okay, that's so why for the most part, like the low down payment, like mm-hmm. every everybody is is you know kind of funneled to FHA because they're the ones where you can you know with minimal capital get in there and buy yourself a three or four unit okay all right josh do you have any any questions or thoughts on this again i don't want to dominate the conversation yeah for other people trying to come in at low prices or low down payments what do you think about uh down payment assistance matt um that's a great question and and it's a really common one right now in you know the end of 2022 more programs are coming out more lenders are coming out with them the thing that I would be careful and cognizant of, and this is conversations we have with clients every single day, is um, you're going to qualify for less because the debt to income ratio requirements are going to be more strict, and um, it's going to be a higher interest rate. Almost any program you look at with down payment assistance, they're factoring in that risk, and they're charging you more fees and a higher rate, usually both. Um and so, you know, we've got one right now that's an FHA program where you can get a three and a half percent grant. You don't have to pay it back, which is great. And it's a nationwide program. Uh, your debt to income, it's got to be 48% on the back end where traditional FHA is 58. 
So that's mm-hmm. gonna you know hurt your purchasing power. Um, there, it costs you a couple points for a six point seven five with that grant. And so um, you know if you if you match that up side by side of what you would get paying two points on traditional FHA, it's probably a, a full point higher in interest rate. And so um, you know there there are pros and cons of it. I think that in general people putting a down payment, you just get much better terms, much better idea. Like there's, I don't want people, especially if you're, you know, got an investor mindset to, to be in a hurry and just say, I'm going to buy something for the sake of buying something, get, get the financial stuff in order and, and put a down payment together. That's, that's for the last eight years, I've, I've always preached that I'd rather help you, you know, get into a good looking loan 18 months from now, than help you buy something right now. Um, and coming from somebody who gets paid when loans close, you can believe me when I tell you that I'm 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 I'm, I'm being genuine with that advice because um, it it goes against you know what I get what I get paid on. So um, yeah, not I've never really been a big fan. You know, it it works for some people, and I think that there's um, some folks that have really stable finances, really stable jobs. You know, for them to save up fifteen, twenty, twenty five thousand for even the small down payment loans. It's just not in the cards for them, and so maybe then, okay, we'll we'll look into down payment assistance programs. Um, but usually, not being able to save a down payment is kind of a function of not being really financially stable. Um, and so, getting that in order to save the down payment might be some of the habits people want to create before they go out and buy a home. One of the things that I took away from that is, again, I, I generally think more first-time homebuyer programs are coming. I think they've just, I think they've just started, but I think it's fair to say that, um, you know, the, the, there will be profit in those made somewhere. And to your point, I think most often that is in higher rates. Uh, and as you'll, you'll see the rates really can make a difference and there'll probably be prepayment penalties and, and, and other gotchas. Yeah. And, and I think too, like for, for people that, that are, you know, they see something a lot of times it's the marketing department is what puts out the flyer. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not the helping, helping homeowners and, and, and warm and fuzzy that's making the flyers. It's like, how do we get people to call us about this program? Um, the ones that truly are, um, you know, going to be, you know, free money and handouts and not a for-profit business are going to be a really small bucket. You know, the people that are low to moderate income, they live in in certain census tracts and things like that. Then sometimes there truly is free money. But other than that, you know, I I think that the the advice to most people is going to be, hey, like nothing's free. Mm-hmm. Lenders lenders operate for profit businesses, and so yeah, they're going to get you in fees and 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 rate and whatnot. Not not saying that it's something that nobody should look into or nobody would qualify for, but for the vast majority, I think there's better options. Other questions, Joss? Uh, for our um, maybe our uh, people that bring in less income and stuff, where would they look for those that free money that grant? Is it local jurisdictions? Is it local websites? Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of the the grant programs are state specific. You know, as a broker, I've got a, a company that's doing a, a nationwide program, and I actually think it's good. I think it's good because it's forgivable right away. You don't have to live there for five years. Um, there's no prepayment. So you could refinance it after six months and, and, and you still get that grant. You don't have to sit in that 6.75% uh, 
FHA. Um, but the, there's a lot of state specific programs where Cal HFA in California has got some um, other states uh, where we operate in. I know they've got state specific ones. Uh, I would probably connect with uh, a mortgage person you like and trust um, and pointing away from from me because I'm not really like a down payment assistance specialist type of guy. There's going to be some lenders that focus on it. Like Cal HFA in California has a list of their approved lenders that write down payment assistance all day, every day. And I'm the first to, to tell people um, if it's not my specialty, then even though it's, you know, residential lending, you probably want to talk to somebody else. So let me just get me that. So Cal FHA probably .gov, I would guess. Yeah, it's 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 calhfa.ca.gov. Calhfa. Right, Housing Finance Agency. Ah, got it. .ca.gov. I'll put yep. that in the notes. Yeah, and, and again, for folks watching this across the country, that would have been my answer as well. Very state specific. Um, I've seen a couple of national things. You know, like there, there's there was this eight thousand dollar credit on your taxes years ago. That may come back. Who knows? It wouldn't shock me if it came back, but that'll be at the national level. Generally speaking, they're handled at the state, very rarely municipality, but uh, I would definitely look at the state level. So good news, Josh, if that's of interest, we have calhfa.ca.gov that we can poke around. And maybe if somebody's watching and you're a part of that program, reach out to me. I would love to interview you, help, help more and more folks. So um, that's very, very cool. Yeah. And I was going to ask too, just because, you know, you guys both know Fresno better than I do. Um, and I know Josh that it's like, Oh, I might buy a single family and rent out three rooms. I might buy a, a, a fourplex. Um, what, what are some numbers just to kind of chat numbers? Cause I, I love me some numbers. What, what would a, what would a four bedroom house cost? And then what could you get um, each roommate to pay if you say rented out three rooms on a, on a four bedroom house? Josh, have you looked around enough to give a guess on that? I've done my work, my buy box in 93276, yeah, which is right right south know, of Fresno. I know 26. Yeah, I know yeah, 26. So, and I kind of played with it, uh, renting to college students or because that's, I guess, the most stable one. And mm -hmm. I've seen rooms, studios, one ones are going for a thousand and then two ones go for about seven to 800 in the, the surrounding student living. So Josh, when you were looking, you were looking, what, what do you know? What's kind of the price point of a house? Let's do a house for, have you looked at a house in nine three seven? Houses. Um, it depends how South you go, uh, towards Ashland. Um, a five, five that come a five, three that comes to mind was four twenty. All right. So let's put that down. Let's say 420 grand. So this is a five bedroom, three bath house. This is very much Spencer mm -hmm. and um, Todd's kind of, if you're going to look for a deep dive, this is, this is the roommate edition. So you got that Matt five, 420, 420. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put this screen back up. We can all look at it. All right. And then uh, Josh, are you going to live in the master suite? Um, That depends on that. Okay. I know you could get more rent for the master suite. Of yeah. Course. So I'll, I'll, let's so, say no. No. Okay. So a five, so a five, three, you're going to have at least one master suite. So let's assume that's going to be kind of seven fifty. Uh, you'll have three other bedrooms. Let's call that. 
500. So we're 2250 and Josh lives in one of the kids' bedrooms. Okay. Um, and really like it's, it's going to be that inexpensive to, for somebody to, to rent a room 500 and 750. I don't know. I'm just playing with it. I have never done again. I'm, I'm out of my depth. This is the, this is why I need the questions. This is why we're going to dig. This is I'm figuring out what I don't know as I help Josh and then help others. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think this is, this is cool conversation. It like, it, it makes you want to turn back the clock and then go back and do it. Right. You know what? You guys want to hear a funny story is I didn't even know I was house hacking. My wife and I, before we were married, October of 2006, bought a house in Sacramento. And, um, you know, for anybody who's upset about current rates, my first was 675. My second was 12%. Both were adjustable. Um, so total payment was $2,700 um, for a $345,000 purchase. And she had a friend and I had a friend. And 450 and 450. They they each lived in, in one of the bedrooms in this three-bedroom house. And um so so we house hacked and not even knowing what it was. Um I and one more side note, and then we'll we'll kind of look at this scenario. I've got somebody who's coming out from Philly um looking for some short-term um stuff. And there's people on Airbnb that do this house hack. Sure. sure. And and I and I actually got talked to one of them. I think he's going to pay $1,200 for the month for the room. And I asked her to like, who else is living in the house? Um, two other college students from Sac State who are living in, in that house. And, and so, you know, for three bedrooms at 1200 bucks a pop, um, this is a house that probably could be bought for $450, $475. Um, so doing, doing rather well there. So um yeah. So one of the things, uh, Josh, that we need to take a note of uh, and probably work with Patrick is we need to do a little bit more research on uh, rental rates for rooms, right? Whether, you know, we need to look that up. I'm just going to guess some numbers so we can really look at some things. Um, but that's something we can double click on, obviously, as we go forward. So let's, yeah, let's see. On, on this too, just, just for, just for an idea, you know, 420 purchase price, you bought the rate down to five three seven five, and and the goal would be to get the seller to pay that that buy down, um, taxes, insurance, everything all in thirty one twenty three. If it is a single family, you know, offline, me and Josh can talk about, um, you know, three or five percent down conventional, um, because depending on credit score, that might look better, uh, maybe. even even better. Um, but but you can count on you know three thousand ish. Um, yeah. monthly so, so, payment. In, so in this example, what did I say? 750 plus 1500. So that's 2250. So basically Josh is living in a house for 900 bucks a month. Basically. Right. Right. Okay. And you know, okay. the, the debt pay down and the tax mm -hmm. benefit and. Yep. So let's, so let's play the game, right? We're in a really tight market. I think there's a bunch of 420 houses that won't sell. Let's say that Josh found a motivated seller and let's say he got it for 399. Let's just play. How much better does it get? 2967. A couple hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So now let's try. Um, so that was a house, five three. That's kind of the that that is exactly what Spencer and Todd would do. Let's do a let's do the other side, the fourplex. Okay. Um, so let's um let's talk about that Clovis fourplex. I think Patrick talked to me about the other day. I think it's six hundred grand. Let's say we get it for five seventy-five. Sorry. Because I think I again, as Josh knows, we don't pay less price, right, Josh? 
not never. <laughs> we, don't, we don't we don't pay list price. We will just write another offer. Um, all right. So say what if list price is really aggressive, guys? Uh, we we have a world. Well, again, that might change next year. But today we live in a world of wish pricing. Yeah, I know. I, I've seen some smart sellers that everyone's listed at five seventy five to six hundred, and they go, "I want to sell in the next two weeks," and they go right to four ninety nine. Now that's a smart seller, right? Where four ninety nine is probably a smoking deal, but yeah, I think I, that's I was a just seller who has margin and is motivated. <laughs> right, that's not everybody. <laughs> All right, so we'll say five seventy five again. We come here now. We do have the seventy five percent rule because again, the FHA can say no. So we have to divide four forty two seventy six by 0.75 for the sustainability. Yeah. And then what does that get to? Like 5,800-ish? Probably. Okay. And 57. That's yeah. So that's all four units. So, uh, Josh, do you remember what that Clovis configuration was? Because I don't. Was it two twos and two ones? I can't recall right now. Let's just play with it. Let's say it's two twos in Clovis. Uh, let's say Josh, or actually, we're going to do all of them. So two twos in Clovis, two one, or actually two ones, excuse me, two ones, two bedroom, one bath. Probably going to be, gosh, 1,400, maybe? Depending Thir on 1,375 is the magic number to get it to, to, get okay. it to qualify with the self-sustainability rules. And so. again, that is market rents as done by the appraiser on this 1007 thing. Not right. actual rents, not like sign leases. It's right. an appraiser saying what market rents are. Correct. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so in that case, like that passes self-sustainability. And then, um, you know, if your payment on that 575 all in is 4278 and you're getting 1400 bucks a door, you know, quick math is that the gross is going to be 4200 um on the but, three yeah yeah but i think that it's 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 smart to let everybody know that, that it's it's not that rosy right there's going to be yeah, some some costs there's going to be vacancy and and that other stuff um do you have a calculator mike that that folks use for for vacancy and capex and things like that it's going to be a little different well yeah i think capex and opex is going to always be 10 percent. you're not going to have property management very likely josh will self josh i'm guessing you're self-managing yes i, I don't want to speak the... for you yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. So you would definitely have a reserve, probably 10% to be safe. Um, yeah. It, you, you just want to make sure you have, and probably have a reserve for capital as well. Who knows what condition? A lot of that will be on the condition you get it in, right? Is it a fixer as is? Is it, is it turnkey? There's some things that you can get based on it. But again, I think this, this is really about understanding the guardrails for me, especially once you get past a duplex with the sustainability test. Um, because again, you could negotiate to that. Because again, if you do this right in a fourplex, you can actually go to the seller and say, I can't pay 575 because FHA won't buy the loan. You have to sell it to me for, I'm just going to make up numbers, 540. That's an easy conversation. And then the seller makes a choice. Do I want to take Josh as a known known or do I keep it on the market? I think we're going to go into a winter where this FHA sustainability is a good thing. I want to be very clear. A year ago, this sustainability test would blow out all the FHA buyers, just blow them out of the water. Now, if you're a fourplex seller and nobody else is buying but FHA, you come in with Josh with a professional like you, Matt, and you go, bingo, bango, I can't pay more than 540. It's kind of an easy discussion. 
Yeah. And, and what happens is, you know, if, if, if cash buyers are on the sidelines, if 30, 40%, you know, conventional buyers and, and 1031 folks are, are not buying. And, and to your point, only FHA buyers are, are looking at this property. You tell the listing agent that, and you say, yeah. Hey, listen, I can't pay it, but either can anybody else. So they might not even know it yet. They might be willing to write at 580, but can't get the loan done because of the self-sustainability rule. You know, whenever there was an appraisal that came in short on an FHA loan and that appraisal sticks with the property, that was negotiating power. We said, listen, you're not going to be able to get anybody else in here, FHA. They're going to have to use this appraisal for the next 180 days. So let's just get this deal done, right? And so it's it's going to help negotiations when you're already in a market where you've got some leverage. So I like it. Okay. Other questions, Josh? No, everything's been answered and very yeah. thoroughly done. Yeah, yeah I think so get, I, I was just going to say quickly, I think the next step, you know, is is we'd be happy to get you pre-approved, Josh. And there's even some things that we didn't go over today, you know, comparing 3% down conventional. If you did a, a single family house hack, um, you could do 3% down conventional. We can look at the down payment assistance, giving you kind of all of the options to look at and and kind of figure out for yourself because, um, you know, in the lending world, we're just presenting options. We're not telling everybody that this is the best product. This is the only widget that people should buy, right? We got a lot of different um, products because there's a lot of different, you know, scenarios out there and and different folks with different goals. So yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll dig into goals and your specifics and, and figure out what works best for you. Yeah. So Josh, from where I'm sitting, and again, this is for you, but again, I'm trying to help thousands of people watching this. From what I just went through, these are the things that I think are action items for you. And when I say you, I mean you and Patrick. First, I think you need to poke around fourplexes in Fresno and see if we're close to the sustainability rule. Because most of California, it doesn't play. I think Fresno is going to be really close. And by really close, that means you have negotiating power, at least for the next six months. But I think we need to verify that. That's one. Number two, I think we should poke at room rates a little bit more. Roommates, right? I guess some numbers. I feel I'm close, but I've never done it. I could be way off. I think that's the second thing to kind of poke at. I do think you and Matt need to get together and figure out the guardrails and all of that. But I will leave you two to do that by your on your own. I think other people watching this, um, if if you're looking at this going, I want, but I don't have down payment. Maybe down payment assistant makes sense again in California, calhfa.ca.gov. Again, realize very few things are free. Higher rates, higher fees, you know, don't get to, it's not free money, at least in most of the cases. Um, but again, I think, I believe house hacking, not only is this opened up as the one thing I, one of the few things I regret in my life, I think it's the cheat code to wealth. I think Dion has shown us uh, from Dion talk that house hacking uh, is what allowed him to get through financial freedom in eight years. Anna Kelly, one of the best investors that comes on my channel, will tell you selling her big house in Texas and buying a fourplex in Pennsylvania was the best financial move she ever did. So these are people I know and trust and respect. And house hacking is the cheat code to wealth. If roommates aren't your thing, get units. It's it's just the thing. So Josh, any kind of closing thoughts or any other questions before we wrap this up? No, I think we covered a lot of stuff, but I think it goes back to 
especially in this upcoming market, it's deal architecture and it's creative financing. And we need to see how the numbers can work and what we can do. Yeah, I think for you and Patrick's, it's really identifying. For me, I think usually I talk buy box. Thank you for using that vocabulary earlier. One of the things you may also want to add, because again, you're, it seems like you're going to be number driven, which dude, I love. You may have a couple of, hey, I don't want to buy here's, don't want to buy here's right in the area. So, so those, those will probably play. Um, but yeah, I think we take this to Patrick. You did some homework on rents to make sure we're close. Um, Matt, you're, 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 you did this for Josh, which I greatly appreciate it, but we're going to share this because I believe house hacking low down payment is the cheat code to wealth across the country. If you are in Fresno and you want to be the next Josh or Jill, ask questions, do all of this, please reach out to me. I want to do this another dozen times. I'm not, I'm not a part of any commission structure. Any None of this stuff is, I'm not getting paid on any of this stuff. This is really to help and um, push people. I guess I'm getting paid a click. Let me be clear. I do get a penny. <laughs> I get a penny if you watch yeah. the video. Let's, I mean, the, the, let's the, not be the, real, the real payment, Mike, is like seeing someone's eyes light up and seeing the magic in these things. While, while it's cool to look at it and say, hey, you're going to buy a fourplex and in a housing market and in an economy where rents are high, mortgages are high, affordability issue, you're going to live for six or $700 a month or whatever the number is. That's cool, Mike. But you know what's even cooler? Looking back three, five, 10 years and saying, oh, by the way, when I owed 422, I refinanced conventional down to 5%, no more mortgage insurance. So now my mortgage payment is 36. And oh, by the way, after a decade, they're now 1850 per unit. And then you start seeing these, I've got these little fourplexes that I own that I paid 270 and 334. At the time, they weren't home runs. Over time, I look back and I go, holy crap, I can go on vacation every single month from those two little fourplexes that I bought in 2019. That's pretty cool. That's only been three years, right? Yeah. Imagine, and that's the thing too that, that people should understand. I think Josh has got the right mindset. He's thinking about wealth building over time. A decade or two later, you were going to look back and say, thank you, 2022, Josh. Thank you for doing the work. Thanks for buying this, whether it's December of 22 or it's February of 23. Whenever the time is, your future self is going to thank you. And whether it's appreciation, whether it's cash flow, maybe both, it's going to be something that you look back on and go, man, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't agree more. Folks, I hope this helped you. I hope, I hope you got some questions answered. House hacking is the cheat code to wealth. If you could do it either with roommates like Spencer and Todd or with units like uh, Dion and Matt. Uh, folks, I look forward to seeing where this goes. Josh, I think we will get back together again in 45, 60 days when we got some of these questions answered. We'll see what's what. Um, thank you so much for being willing to do this. It means a lot. Well, it means a lot that you guys are willing to help. I appreciate it. This is fun. This is fun. Love it. Thanks, guys.